Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. In this episode, I want to talk about ABDL's representation in media. You may have seen a marketing agency's YouTube video featuring Tykeable's products. Burn the Boats Productions video starts with a guy on a changing table asking, why am I dressed like a big baby? He explains that marketers are acting like big babies playing boring, skippable ads. The guy then stands up, revealing he's wearing a cute, tykeable shirt and diaper. Reaction to the video from the community ranged from confusion, to calling the ad gutsy, to saying how professional the video was made, and how respectful it is to the community. It would make sense that a video produced by a non-kink agency would cause such a stir. ABDLs have not always been shown in the best of light. How many documentaries have been made where ABDLs are typecasted as blabbering babies that like to wear diapers, but don't go into the psychological reasons they enjoy the kink? Or shown in TV shows as a guy or a girl in a diaper in a pacifier, and that's the punchline. If you'd like to see some lovely examples of how ABDLs are depicted in TV and film, Diaper Perv on YouTube has created a good compilation, and I will put it in the show notes. Compared to those depictions, this ad was pretty good. Some speculated that someone at the agency must be ABDL. Todd, the owner of Tykeables, later clarified in a Facebook post that the guy in the video isn't ABDL and actually asked Tykeables if he could use their stuff in the video. So I brought Todd into Newsy's Nook to uncover how this interaction went down, what he thought of the ad, and then we talk about media representation of ABDLs. Um, he actually came to our store. Uh, so it was kind of late in the day. Um, I can't remember exactly what day it was. Um, but he actually came to the store and wanted to talk to myself um, and just kind of ask some basic questions. But here's one thing a lot of people don't realize. This was actually filmed um, in, in uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, that was actually done a long time ago. Um, it wasn't even like it was necessarily done recently, which is kind of funny because uh, somebody had actually asked me about this. I said, well, it was done so long ago when he came into the store, masks weren't required. So that's how long ago we were talking. Um, Pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was it was late 2019. Um, in okay. fact, uh, the the puppers diapers that he has in there. Uh-huh. Actually, no, wait, wait, wait. yeah, it's been late um, because the puppers diapers that were in the ad, um, I had given them a, I'd given him a pack of them uh, two days before they went on sale. So that's how long ago this was. And of course, you've already stated online that he's not ABDL. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know that, like, wow, I have a pack of diapers that haven't even been released yet. Um, well, when we when we were talking, I mean, he, he did. I don't know if he knew, like, the gravity of it or anything like that. But I mean, we had already announced the diapers, I believe, but we just mm -hmm. hadn't actually made them available. Um, so it was kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it was right there. Uh, but yeah, when he came into the store, 
I just kind of wanted to ask some basic questions. And of course, I mean, one of the first things he asked was if we even minded if they used our products in their, you know, ad is in theory. I mean, he could have just bought them online, not said anything to us and just used them anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so he was pretty respectful for that. And uh, they had some like just general questions for us as well. Um, and so I basically helped them pick out, um, you know, an outfit, everything to go. And I actually showed them like, you know, you know, a couple of different techniques of how to put the diaper on so that okay. it was done properly. Uh, and one of the big things that I, that I told him about it and I, you, you see it all the time when you're on YouTube, everything that's why I said, do not wear this over boxers or boxer briefs or anything like that. I was like, if you're going to wear the diaper, just wear the diaper. Right. Do it correctly. <laughs> like, yeah. Just don't, don't do that. That's the one thing I hate whenever I see some stupid YouTube video or whatever, like, Oh, look at me wearing a diaper. They're wearing it over a pair of jeans or something like that. Or you know, it's like, or over a pair of boxer briefs. And I'm like, I was like, you look, I was like, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you, but it's because you're an idiot, not because you're wearing a diaper. You're, you're wearing it just incorrectly. Um, so, you know, we talked about some of those different little things like that. And uh, uh, yeah. So I have two he, questions. Did he know yeah. what ABDL was when he approached you? I mean, why diapers in the ad? Did he tell you why? Well, well, yeah. I mean, he was he was just trying to do a, you know something that was uh, eye catching, gimmicky, and draws your attention. I mean, if you look at one of like the first original uh, long scripted uh, advertisements that went kind of viral, you look at like uh, the Dollar Shave Club, for example. Um, you know, when they made their first long video, he, you know, they used provocative language. They, it was a very visually, uh, you know, appealing. It was kind of in your face in a way that hadn't been done. Uh, you know, that's this, the same basic concept is what he was trying to do. He was trying to do something that grabbed attention. I mean, he saw our stuff, you know, when we were in the news and we had, a, you know, I've done a couple of different videos and he's, he understood that and wanted to kind of mimic that kind of you know i you know eye-catching imagery uh which makes you remember them and as an advertising company that's something you kind of want <laughs> you use the word gimmicky and of course we as abdls always see sometimes depictions of ourselves in mainstream that shed us mm -hmm. not in the greatest of light do you have any apprehensions when he came to you saying hey i want to use your diapers as a gimmick in my ad oh absolutely um I absolutely did. Uh, in fact, when when I think it was when you were asking me to come on here, I kind of mentioned something about that. Um, I honestly, even even as he left, I was still like slightly apprehensive, like this could go bad. But the thing that I had to think about was, as I said earlier, I don't have to approve somebody. Like he just go online and buy it. Like I don't have to approve them of you doing it or not. Right. Um, so the the way I look at it is, uh, you know, given that I didn't really know this person that well, I had to go into the with the idea that if I'm as nice and offer as much good advice as possible, that is the way that we kind of are more likely going to get a more positive outcome out of it rather than something that looks really bad or done other ways. I mean, he'd already told me his concept and mm -hmm. it in and of itself wasn't insulting or anything like that. So, you know, it, I didn't feel that it was, you know, something like that was making fun of, you know, adult babies necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, but making it look as good as possible and giving him a couple of, uh, 
uh, you know, pointers from, you know, the ABDL community of ways to not be gimmicky, as I was saying, you know, not to do something like that, that would put it in more of that bad light. Uh, it was the, you know, it, it was going to happen either way. So the only thing I can figure is try to make it as good as possible <laughs> to ensure that just ignorance doesn't lead down that path of kind of, you know, doing it, at least try to make it better. Right. You're kind of just hoping for the best. I mean, at least he approached you saying like, hey, could I use them? You did yeah. mention do's and don'ts. I'm just curious, what do's and don'ts did you give him? Well, like as an example, don't wear the diaper over top of, you know, boxer briefs or something like that. Um, you know, don't do something like that that just makes it look half done, we'll say. Um, I did tell him, you know, a, a couple of, you know, he, he had, again, they're kind of things of like, you know, don't do certain things that might make our customer base look bad or okay. our products or the people that use them. That was very much a part of that. Um, and the final result, it was, you know, I would say borderline at one point, but overall it wasn't necessarily making fun of, you know, an adult baby or something like that. It was just saying like, you know, you have to be, you know, it's, it, I, it was more of being eye-catching than anything. It's not really, you, you have to be anything. It's just more of just trying to be something that you'd be remembered by, or that he would be remembered by uh, as, you know, people are, you know, seeing the video. Did he allow you to see the production process as as he was making it? To, so you no. could no. So you you basically gave the okay, and then you were like, oh, "I guess I'll see it when I see it." Um. Well, giving it the okay is kind of again, as I said earlier, it's like I was still kind of like on the border, like this could still end badly. It wasn't ever that I gave it like my blessing and go forth. It was more like it, th this is going to happen either way, so I might as well make the best of it and try to, you know, ensure that. I've done as much as I can to not have us or the brand or anything like that look bad. Um, you know, that was more of how it, how it was. I was still kind of like, God, I hope everything he told me was true. And he wasn't just telling me something different. Like, you know, I, I, I that was kind of really the, the reality of it. Um, so yeah, no, I wasn't a part of the actual production of his uh, ad or anything like that, but like I said, it was also done, uh, you know, tail end of 2019, early 2020, um, right. So right after that was basically everything with COVID. So everything, there were other bigger things on everyone's mind at the time than wondering whatever happened to that thing. Right. Did he at least send it to you when it was done or did you just discover at the same time we all discovered it? That was it. I, someone, someone, a friend of mine sent me the link. I said, oh, he finally posted it. That was literally my response. Like, oh, okay. Wow, um, I would have at least said it to you or at least yeah, tried no, to. Was, he, he, he had posted. Uh, the, the thing is, I believe he's actually posted it once before um, uh -huh. and it got taken down. As I, as I recall seeing it briefly, but then like nothing came of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks ago, someone sent me the link, like they saw it for the first time. And so, I mean, in all honesty, maybe he did send it to me and I just, I've just forgotten. It was two years ago. Um, and a lot has changed. Like, it's kind of like, I, I, I remember seeing it, uh -huh. but not to the, not, to, not, maybe not in its entirety as far as finished or anything like that. Um, because I remember seeing a screenshot previously. Um, but again, maybe that was when he posted it and then took it down. Um, and that was kind of the end of it as well. So. So you've already stated that he's not ABDL and 
probably not gay. When when you showed him how to put on a diaper, did you, I'm picturing, did you lay him down in the middle of the store and showed him, or did you just kind of show him on yourself? No. <laughs> um, well, knowing that he'd be putting it on himself, I actually recommend standing. I actually recommend putting a diaper on standing rather than lying down. Okay. So, um, no, what, what I basically did was, uh, you know, I, I unfolded a diaper, showed him, you know, in standing, like, you know, against a wall, how to, you know, where to place it in the, the, you know, the middle of your back um, and kind of, you know, that kind of scenario. Um, it wasn't, I didn't put the diaper on him. I literally visually showed him like, even like I was still wearing my jeans and everything else at, at work, just kind of like, you know, standing against the wall, kind of lean this way to the bottom tabs, to the top tabs. Um, and I um, let him put one on um, himself and then kind of, you know, I think I may have adjusted the tabs on him, but I, I don't recall uh, exactly that. But I, I do recall letting him put one on and then kind of saying it was close enough. Like it was close, tried a few more times and kind of fit finished yourself. Cause I, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to put it on yourself and kind of make it adjust it to be your right fit anyway. I know everybody likes to adjust them um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. So what was his reaction? What do you mean? Well, when when he when he put it on in front of you and you did the bottom tapes first. Well, he didn't put it on in front of me. Went to the bathroom, put it on. Did he come out in into the store in a diaper, or no? He just he put no, it he on. Just, you know, he just opened the door, um, so I could see how it was fitting on him. Make sure I got the right size and everything else. Um, no, I've never seen him naked. <laughs> no, that's not what I was. I was I was just curious if he like came out of the bathroom and was like, "Wow, this is actually kind of cool," or if he came out and said, "Look good." No, great. I mean, I, okay. no, he he opened the door just so I could see. Um, I I would probably have not let him walk out into the store in just a diaper anyway. Um, but it was uh, I'd probably say I think he was actually there a little after closing, so I mean it wasn't like anybody. I was, I was necessarily worried about somebody else coming in, but uh, no, I mean he. It was very simple and direct. Oh, all right. You brought up bottoms tapes first as a as a maker of diapers, so to speak. I'm I'd love to pick your brain why bottom tapes are so important first. Um, because if it's gonna leak, it's most likely gonna be uh when you're sitting down for the press weight. Um and so having a tight fit uh on the back part of the uh diaper is really key in helping it not leak. So if you do the bottom tapes first, um, it's just going to give you a tighter fit. It's gonna be easier to get the, the, the fit. So the top tape's not gonna be in the way. Um, but then also I, for most people, um, I recommend it, I recommend angling the, the bottom tapes up. And then for some people, that means the top tapes might uh, cross over them slightly. And so if you do the top tapes first, you can't actually get the bottom tape to hook correctly because it's gonna be on top of the top one, um, like part of the plastic. So it makes it more difficult when you do that. Do you, do you recommend standing up or lying down? Standing up. Oh, so you do all your changes standing up? For the most part, yes. Um, the In reality, there's not really that big of a difference between either position. It's, depending, it's very subjective. Um, well, not really subjective, but it, it depends on what you're lying on. If you're lying on something very soft and squishy, the likelihood of there being a fold and the plastic underneath you is very high. And so when you get the right fit and then you stand up, now that plastic is gonna expand because there's no gonna be, your, your weight's not holding it in place. And then now you have a loose, now, now it's loose, you have to readjust the tabs. Where if you're standing, you don't have that. So if you're lying on the ground or a firm mattress, um, it's not as bad 
Um, and then it's just more of a preference of, you know, personal preference. If someone's changing you, obviously lying down is easier. Um, and if you're putting on yourself, well, that's, that's personal preference. Some people hate doing it standing up. Some people love doing it standing up. Personally, if I'm changing in public, I'm not lying down. So I'm going to figure out how to do this standing up either way. <laughs> so um, I've just gotten used to doing it standing up. Um, and I very rarely put a diaper on lying down. Yeah, I've changed throughout the years. I mean, I used to always do it standing up just because that was like the easiest way to do it. And it was the quickest way. And then recently I've changed to lying down, except when I went to Disneyland. I totally feel you on the whole. If I'm in public, I probably can't lie down and change. Yeah, well, that, especially in a public restroom. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. I don't care where you are. Disneyland it could yeah. have the most clean bathrooms, but I'm not going to lie down on that floor. No, not a, not a chance. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, this whole, this ad has brought up or at least has reminded us kind of like how we are represented in, I'll just say, the mainstream. Do you think this is a, seeing this ad and seeing how it was depicted, does this give you hope for future depictions of ABDLs so, in media? Uh, that... That's an interesting question. Um, in understanding the question, you're basically asking, do I think that ABDL um, is becoming more accepted in a mainstream way um, where it's not always the punchline of a joke, so to speak? Um, and I think the answer to that may be yes, but I don't think it's, I don't view um, the ABDL lifestyle and or fetish, depending on how you find yourself fitting on that spectrum. Um, I don't feel that it is something that needs to be quote unquote accepted um, in the same way that other types of, uh, you know, inequality or equality are done. Um, you know, it, it's not a race, it's not an orientation, it's not something that has truly been, um, uh, uh, marginalized in that type of way. So I don't think it's anything quite like that. It's definitely on the side of, you know, kind of like just, you know, BDSM, like bondage jokes and things like that. And I think that's probably the direction it will most likely head is that it's not so much that, uh, you know, someone being in a diaper, uh, even an ABDL diaper or something like that is viewed as the punchline itself as more of an accessory. Um, there was an episode of Call Me, uh, Call Me Cat um, in the first season where they had one of the main characters and a printed diaper as well for this kind of like uh, scene. And it was done as a, um, as a dream, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the main character was basically saying that she felt this guy who she had a, you know, a crush on was also like this giant baby. And hence that's where that came from. But the joke wasn't that he was wearing a diaper. It's that he was acting like a baby. And this was literally, you know, making him look more like a baby type scenario. And so I think that's kind of the direction it's gone, which I'm personally, I'm fine with. Um, it does give more exposure to the community um, as a fetish mm -hmm. and a lifestyle, but more as a fetish. Um, and... I think that that's okay. While I'm personally on the lifestyle side, um, I think that's okay uh, for the reason that there are so many people out there who get questions like, uh, or are asking questions like, you know, 
what happens if I tell my significant other, you know, are they going to freak out or something like that? Um, this type of very subtle, quick, off the cuff, but not the joking part of context, um, that kind of exposure helps make people more comfortable with the idea of it, even over time. Um, and so I think that that could be a good thing is it hopefully means that people will be less, um, less afraid to discuss this type of topic with a partner. Um, and so I, I think that's the best case scenario that it can go to. And I think it is going there, but I don't think that we should force it either. Um, I, you know, I don't think that we should be out there like leading some chant and you know, it'll happen organically. And that's probably the best way. It might not be as quick as some people want it to be, but the more organic it is, the, the less friction there is and, and the less hostility there will be. Um, and that, and that just means that in the overall, you know, scope of the situation, uh, there'll be less uh, pain for everyone involved. So. I like that. I like that the whole idea of, you know, if it's coming about more organically, mm -hmm. it allows us to explain to people like, Hey, this is what I'm into. And it's and when we have exactly. a more organic representation, it's easier to tell your partner like, Hey, that thing you saw on TV or like, Hey, that Twitter mm -hmm. post that like this porn star retweeted. Yeah, I'm into that. Exactly. It did. Yeah. And it, it, as either fetish or lifestyle, it just makes it a little bit easier to discuss that with people. Um, because then, you know, most people are going to gravitate towards it being a fetish first and foremost. Um, you know, that I, and I understand the reason for that. And that's just because we're all humans. And for the most part, we like sex and we like things that are sexual. So we're going to lean towards that in almost everything. Um, but it gives those of us on the lifestyle side of it as well, um, where it isn't as sexual, where it's more comfort, security, and those type of things of saying, uh, no, uh, you know, if, if they're okay with it being sexual, they're probably going to be okay with it being not sexual then. So it's very easy to then say, oh, if they are cool with it already with that, well, it's not sexual for me, which is probably, if, and if it's not sexual for them, um, they're even more likely to be okay with it anyway, because then they're not, you know, if it's their partner, they're not being expected to somehow participate in something that they might not find sexual, but you know, it's like, okay, you know, it's like, I really didn't want to do that. I would have, but it wasn't really my thing, but I'm totally fine with you just wearing diapers. Sure. You know, it just, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of have those conversations and kind of cross those bridges when they happen. You know, you keep bringing up fetish versus lifestyle and I'm, and I will admit, I've never thought about it in those terms. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when I, you know, my partner and I, we engage in sex and sometimes we'll involve a diaper, but mm -hmm. there are also a lot of times where I'm just lounging around the house in a diaper. And so I guess I've never thought about like, do I identify more wearing diapers as a fetish or a lifestyle? Is that something that you had to come to terms with whether which end of that spectrum you're on? Um, no, I actually feel like I find more time defending myself than not <laughs> on that. Um, what do you mean? The, uh, just some people, well, some people find it hard to believe uh, or hard to accept that somebody else may be um, you know, may have the same type of connection, perhaps, but with one varying difference. So there are people that obviously it's, it's completely sexual for them. And it's all that it is. And they think that anyone else who says otherwise is lying to themselves or something like that. Because they, can't, because they can't see it from any other angle. So, you know, they, they think that they're just 
make you know making something up to make you know some inner you know hatred or something about that just trying to find a way to internalize it for themselves you know that's what that's what they think and then go to the exact opposite side are people who it's completely lifestyle it's completely non-sexual for them and they basically shun anyone who you know finds or does something sexual about it because that ruins it for them because they don't want to see it any other way now these are probably very low numbers as far as the number of people who are in fit one of those two categories most people understand that it can be sexual and it can doesn't but it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. you know so you know there, there's that and um and the reason I'm t- i talk about the, the two differences as far as being sexual or not sexual is when we're doing um you know making advertisements doing our photo shoots and things like that um that is something that plays very heavily with my with me um, and trying to ensure that we are not doing things that um, will tarnish it for two, you know, basically the few, fewest number of people possible. I know I, I kind of jokingly have said this and it's almost a horrible thing to say, but no matter what you do, someone's going to not like it. Like you can't do something where everyone's going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of say that with like, you know, we kind of like look at it as like when we're doing our, you know, photo shoots and when we're, you know, trying to get the, the right people and everything else, we're basically looking at it saying, okay, what is, what option is going to make the most number of people happy? Because we know we can't get everybody, but the most number. And so our ads are, are never really sexual at all. Um, other, you know, and I, I do that very intentionally because I don't, I don't think we need to over-sexualize that. Um, But at the same time, we don't do things that are often extremely infantile and very lifestyle oriented as far as that goes as well, because I'm trying to stay right kind of in that center area where we're able to capture the most realistic um, scenario of what people, you know, people are, as you said, you know, you, you know, sometimes you involve diapers, uh, you know, in a sexual, you know, a scene, mm-hmm. but other times you're just in a diaper lounging around watching TV. That's exactly what we're going for is like, this is that, like, we're trying to show that exact thing. We're not trying to overly sexualize it or overly, you know, put it in one, di- one spectrum of the you know one end of the other we're trying to kind of be in that center spot where that's that nice balance uh that the most number of people can actually relate to um and you know in that type of uh way it's presented right wow i never thought about that I, yeah you do have you do have a double double-ended sword kind of where for some people it is sexual for others it's not how do you how do you find that mm-hmm. balance because it's almost like it's almost like OnlyFans or like just for fans, right? Like you only go to it when you're horny. So like, <laughs> you know, they all they're only getting paid when like you're in that mood and you're subscribing to them where like you play the game of like, okay, I have to take take cater to the sexual ones and the non-sexual ones. And I'm guessing there's plenty on both sides of that equation. Oh yeah, there are. Um it's it's yeah, there definitely are. <laughs> um, I would say majority of the people do fall under both. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, again, it's I, I view it more like a spectrum where you have people that are, it's not really sexual, but, you know, a hot guy is a hot guy. And if they're in a diaper, you know, hot guy, diaper, hot guy in underwear, either way, it's a hot guy in their underwear. Like, you know, if you're, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, then it can be sexual or it can be involved in sex, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and then you get to the other side where it's usually sexual, 
So they're only going to wear when they're around other, you know, AV or DLs or going to an event. Um, you know, otherwise they might only wear like, you know, once or twice a month, maybe, you know, so you have that. And then you have the other side where it's like, I wear most of the time or all the time. And that means that when I do have sex, they might be involved, you know, but they're okay with, you know, they understand and respect both sides. It's only when you get to the, the true extremes that you see that kind of like, it can only be sexual and anything other than that's a lie. Or if you make it sexual, don't ever talk to me again. You know, <laughs> you have those two extremes. And, and honestly, I do respect what, I do respect whatever it is for you, mm-hmm. as long as you can respect whatever it is for someone else as well. Right. You brought up photo shoots and everything. So as being Tykables, you are a home name, right? Like when you say ABDL, the three words that come to mind immediately are like, you know, ABU, Tykables, and uh, wands, right? <laughs> or a I wedding. I would have said yourself. Bambino, but or Bambino, a little more of the lifestyle. <laughs> there you go, Bambino. Do you, but, yeah. do you find that there is a, a responsibility on your end to make sure that all body types, colors, sexual orientations are represented in your brand? Well, it's hard to, I I would say yes to the first couple, not really to the others. Um, Okay. um, I'm not sure how I can, uh, because we don't have sexuality in our ads, I can't be representative of different sexual orientations. Um, We, you know, we, we are, we're, I'm a gay man. I'm a very liberal individual, but I'm not sure how I would try to, you know, include everybody in, you know, in that because we don't do sexual based ads. Do you have um, women and male models? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. So I guess that could kind of <laughs> counter to it, right? Like yeah. if I was a man <laughs> was and like, I yeah. want to see a woman in a diaper, I guess that counts that check mark. Yeah. So, um, but as far as, so our first official ad with a model was with a person of color. Um, so we have always ensured that we included people of color, um, and different sizes as well, uh, body shapes. In fact, um, I was actually really upset after we did our first photo shoot and put the actual images on there because some of the people were basically fat shaming a couple of the models. And I was, um, to be blunt, I was pissed. I was like, how, how dare you? Like, that's just. I just, it just blows my mind that, I mean, I know it's the internet and everybody can be anonymous and everything, but it's just like, how, how you have to have, you have to be a very upset or angry person to have, you know, just to pick on somebody for their shapes or their size or their skin color online, let alone something for a niche market like this, when people are literally putting themselves out there um, to promote other companies in a, in a, you know, a positive way, mm-hmm. how just how miserable a person do you have to be that that's what you thought you needed to do? Like you could have and just you, said nothing and just right, went exactly. about your day. Like, but you took time out of your day to be mean and rude. Like, just seriously, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, we've always ensured that we included. Uh, you know, I think the only model that I haven't had um is a model who is of asian descent um and i actually did have somebody that was supposed to do the photo shoot and they kind of backed out uh, at the last minute um but i think we have uh had at least one photo shoot um with you know with every race other than asian 
Um, and that's just because of logistics. I have, I, you know, I had somebody and they uh, unfortunately backed out and then COVID happened. And so for the past two years, I haven't really done anything new yet. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to uh, start back doing some more photo shoots with some of the new stuff that we have. And then I'll be able to, you know, hopefully reach out um, to kind of, you know, again, fill in some of those areas that we haven't had an opportunity to have. Um, we've had a couple of females that have modeled for us and I'm, I get very nervous about those shoots as well. Um, because I feel that, uh, as I'm sure many females will probably agree, um, they get very, um, the comments to them in particular, even worse, uh, maybe very, very, uh, blunt, rude, um, because you have basically talking from an, you know, from an anonymous standpoint and they feel they can say whatever they want. And I, I feel sorry for some people, you know, who post their pictures out there. We're not even just with us, just posting their pictures out there and have people say some of the, just it's the rudest stuff you can possibly say for no reason other than to say it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I very much worry about uh, putting uh, photos, particularly of women uh, for that reason, because we did have one woman who had uh, posted a couple of pictures and the comments were not very good. Um, and it wasn't that, she, I mean, she was cute. I mean, she was cute. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a gay guy, but she was cute. Yes, um, she wasn't, you know, pencil thin and, you know, all, you know, Barbie and all that but she was cute and basically, you know, the comments were not great. I, I won't even give it the dignity of repeating it. Um, and so I have been very nervous about doing those, you know, more shoots with women because uh, some of the comments are not good. <laughs> so it really sounds like when you're trying to find models, it's not so much like, oh, let me check off all these, you know, categorical boxes that, you know, society tells me I need to check off when doing representation. You're actively thinking like, oh, if I put this person on out there, I have to worry about how they're going to be perceived because Twitter and is just a cesspool of weird negative comments. Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely something you have to consider. And then at the same time, you know, depending on the person, you also have to consider, um, you know, what happens if, you know, this is something that some people also don't think about as well. What happens if I'm using a popular ABDL person and they all of a sudden say something really bad on Twitter? Mm. Now, what do I do? They don't work for us, but their pictures are all over the place representing our stuff. Now, what do I do? Do I just, you know, is, is, you know, these days, let's be honest. Once something happens, it just happens. You know, we yeah. can say, you know, well, we obviously don't you know, agree with whatever so-and-so said or something like that. But that does, that does that mean we need to take down all of those photos? Because what if we don't have another female or another good image to replace that? Well, it, we, you know, we don't have the, you know, the, the, the funding and capabilities of just having, you know, the ability to pop up a new photo shoot and just go grab the nearest person and, and replace them like that. Like we've spent a considerable amount of time and effort into this. Uh, so, you know, but the, the answer is, of course, we would have to take the images down. That is the answer. But the question goes, okay, well, now what do you put in its place? Um, and so that's also another thing. It's, it's one, you have to consider if I'm putting this person out there, what's going to be the response they're going to get and make sure they are fully aware of that and that they're going to get the, you know, hate basically, no matter what happens. But then also I'm putting a risk because I'm letting this person now in some way represent our company. 
And if five years after that, they decide to say something stupid, great. Now what do we do? <laughs> wow, that's a difficult position to be in. Well, thank you so much for talking about representation and all that. I want to turn now to, you're probably in a very key position because you get to see how much money we're all spending on diapers. Are You don't have to give a number, but are you finding that as the years go on and more people are discovering ABDL and wearing diapers and lifestyle and sex, are the numbers going up? Yeah. Um, I would say that, as I said earlier, the we, we are, the, as the ABDL community in general, rather from fetish or lifestyle, is has been talked about more. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, um, you're going to get just more, more eyes and people are going to, and then, I mean, I think we've all been there where it's somewhat, you have that moment of when you realize that other people also like to do whatever it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. that you have that kind of moment of that Eureka and you're like, oh, this is okay. And, and there are others. And now I, now I have the ability to get exactly what I was looking for. Um, well, being in front of other people, you're more likely to have that eureka moment sooner. Um, and so with that, you know, it happens more frequently, you know, our population is also growing. So just sheer numbers of that. Um, I, I can say that there have been people, um, at least one person that sticks out in my mind, um, who said they saw us when we opened on the news. Um, and when they came into the store, they were 20. And I did the math backwards. I was like, oh, well, alrighty then. That means you were under 18 when you first saw because of the news, obviously. Okay. Um, I see and going. then, but the point is, is that, you know, he was at that age where a lot of us were when we first started um, having the desire uh, to wear diapers again or something like that. He was at that age um, where, you know, he was like, you know, that, you know, 15, 16 types, you know, age range. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, that kind of makes sense having those eureka moments earlier whereas instead you know when i was that age i went for years thinking that i was crazy well he didn't not wow. what i was intending to do by any means but the same thing could be said you know for people who are you know already you know over 18 or in their early 20s um and they see or hear somebody talking about the, from a lifestyle standpoint and all of a sudden that resonates with them and now they have that new outlet um of you know helping them in a different way so just being out there will will organically grow the numbers um just from people being able to place a name to something right you you know what you brought up a very interesting point and i would love to pick your brain about it so mm -hmm. we talked about how as you know more of these ads are coming out and more of them are depicted with diapers and it's coming about more organically and you know mm -hmm. people are able to talk about it more you brought up an interesting point what happens if i am underage and all of our profiles on twitter all say please do not contact me if you're under 18. i mean mm -hmm. Can I pick your brain? Where does an underage person go if they see, let's say, Tykables on the news? And I'm curious about it. Where, where do I go? Who do I ask questions to? Um, I well, who do I ask questions to? I can't answer that one. Um, where do you go? 
there are lots of places on the internet that give those explanations without being, um, you know, needing to talk to an adult that you don't know um, or going on a fetish website where, you know, for, you know, adult profiles and things like that. Um, there are plenty of places that you can go. I mean, even Wikipedia's own entry itself is pretty descriptive and, and gives a nice explanation to what it is. Um, you know, it's not the answer that I think any, any underage person wants to hear, but um, because of how our society has developed, if you are underage, you should not be discussing things like this with, with an adult that you do not know, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, type scenario. You know, if you have a, a family member that you could talk to or a therapist or some, you know, some sort of something like that, that's different, but uh, you know, they, they should not be speaking, you know, they should not be speaking with an adult they do not know on the internet talking about this, nor should any adult, uh, you know, speak to a minor they do not know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, about something like this, uh, you know, it, it definitely goes both ways and it is probably more on the adult side to be the adult and to uh, not engage in that type of conversation, even if it means just blocking them, you know, if, if they don't get the hint of saying, I'm not willing to discuss this with you just by blocking them. Um, so there, there are plenty of informational websites out there uh, that will answer those questions for a minor without having to go to a, a dating profile or a Twitter profile or anything like that and, and actually having to speak to an adult that they don't know. Um, and I can't stress that enough is that no child should be speaking to an adult they do not know about this nor, or vice versa. Um, no adult should be speaking to a child they don't know about this. I cannot stress that enough. Follow-up question. Do you believe um, kink profiles should be locked or unlocked? I think it depends on the site. Um, I do wish that there were probably some better um, methods to restrict profiles that might be intended for 18 or over on something like Twitter. Um, I do think that there, there uh, could perhaps should be some sort of uh, method of, and I, I'm not hundred percent sure um, if there might be some things, but uh, I, I don't believe that there is a, way of basically just saying, don't, you know, don't show my profile to minors. I know as from a, from a profile standpoint, uh, from like a company profile, we can, um, but that's, that's more to do with advertising than anything. Um, you know, if you're, if we're, you know, if I'm paying to promote an ad, um, you know, I can specify, do not show this to minors type scenario. Um, I, I think it'd be great if there was something like that on more of these public uh, social networks like Twitter, for example, uh, where you could just straight ban the use of it by minors. The problem is, is that doesn't really solve the problem because a minor who's creating their own profile probably isn't going to tell them they're a minor. <laughs> so it's not really going to solve the problem necessarily. But uh, um, if, if there is something that could uh, respectfully make an impact uh, on it, um, it would be great if there was so that we would have to have this conversation um, about what is and what is not acceptable to put out there publicly. In wrapping up, would you allow other non-ABDL companies use Tykables in their advertisements? Depends on how they're using them. But yeah, I'd want to discuss to make sure that it's done in a way that isn't demeaning to um the person who you know we'd be wearing like our customers um or our brand obviously 
Um, but otherwise I have, you know, if it's done in a way that is just um, respectfully done, then absolutely. Um, actually, uh, our products have actually been in a couple of things, some of which haven't even aired. Uh, there was a pilot show for a Fox show um, that was done several years ago. And um, I don't think I can give too many details, but one of the scenes in the pilots, uh, the pilot episode um, had uh, some people going through a pharmacy um, and they were looking to fill the pharmacy with different stuff. And we had some bags of diapers that were in that, um, in that pilot uh, for that. They were in the pharmacy shelf, you know, uh, with there. Um, and we've, we've had our stuff in a couple other ones. There was a scene, there was a deleted scene from another Fox show um, that I was very, I'm actually glad it was deleted. I was very uncomfortable with it. Uh, I wasn't really, I never approved it. It just kind of, they came to me at the last minute and said, we need something else. And I was like, I didn't know that y'all even bought this because I just bought it off the website. As I uh -huh. said, you know, they can just do that. Right. And they wanted something else that they were missing and they needed it like overnighted to them. And I was like, I am not so sure about this. And it was a very weird situation, but the scene it was cut anyway. So I'm actually kind of gl glad that one. Um, and it, wa it wasn't so much that it was... Uh, it didn't depict our brand in a bad way, uh -huh. but the person that was in one of the people that was involved was a little sketchy, we'll say. And so okay. I just wasn't sure exactly how that was supposed to land. And I was just like, uh, please don't, <laughs> but they didn't thankfully. So do you like sometimes wake up one day and find on the internet, like, oh, cool. Taika Bulls was in this TV show. Oh, cool. Taika Bulls was in this, in this video. I had no idea. I, I, I usually find out when it happens when other brands are, it's not with mine. Cause I'll have somebody like, why weren't you there? And I'm like, cause they just bought it on Amazon. And I was like, I guess I need to rank better on Amazon. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Or TV spots, Super Bowl spots. But, you should do a Super Bowl commercial. No, we should no? not do a Super Bowl spot. No, no. Aww, why not? Because it's expensive. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good answer. I'll give you that. It is expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Maybe a football themed ad, but there not you an go. Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Probably you would need a lot of diaper wares to buy a lot of diapers to afford that commercial. Well, we did, well, we did the uh, the LSPN uh, ones that we did, and so funny that was a, those those ads that we did. We have four ads on our YouTube page that are all like sports themed. Um, and we did have, uh, we had, but we did like little sports themes. So we had, uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, Red Light, Green Light. Uh -huh. Um, we had Leapfrog, we had Tug of War. Um, but originally that was supposed to be filmed and we were going to air it around the same times as the Olympics, but the Olympics were canceled. When you mean air it, uh, uh, my thinking well, post it on YouTube and actually oh, okay. start, you know, just actually put it out, you know, actually put it out there. And it was supposed to happen in conjunction with the, with the Olympics and the Olympics were canceled that year. Ah, dang. That was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I bet so, as a business owner, you've said that a lot these past two years. Ah, uh, COVID. Uh, no, it's usually you've got to be kidding me. What now? <laughs> Basically. They, yeah, we're all living that. What now? What could possibly happen now? Uh, my final question to you is, where do you see Tykables going in like, let's say five years? Or where would you like it to go? Um... I think the big thing for us is just to ensure that we have um, stable and steady growth, um, that we continue to uh, diversify our line uh, to expand on what we have, uh, focus what we do, uh, you know, do well, um, and then try to improve where we don't. 
uh, you know, those are kind of all of the stock answers that you expect to get. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just, I, I would like to, we're at a weird size. Like we're definitely a small business. There's no two ways around that. Um, you know, I, I am not like some, you know, multi-millionaire, you know, whatever. Like, no, not that's that's not what this is at all. Um, I'd like to continue doing what we're doing, um, just kind of growing and expanding to it and continuing to, you know, as the community grows, grow with it, essentially. Um, you know, I, I just, I enjoy what I do. I really, I really, truly do. Um, I get to meet people that are, you know, when they when they finally find our our brand or something like that and they come into the store or they email us and they basically they you know they 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 tell us you know this you know helps me this way or whatever and it's mm -hmm. a really nice feeling and i you know as long as we as long as i keep getting that i you know whatever gets more of that you know it's kind of you know it's almost selfish in that respect but um just as the community grows grow with it and uh, adapt and be able to bring out some new, um, you know, new products that we have in development um, and just kind of continue that way. It's so interesting that you call yourself a small business. I mean, I can see it on like a legal technical term, a small business, but when I think of your name, I don't think small business at all. So it's interesting to hear you say that. Well, um, is it better to say Little's business? <laughs> yes, that's how you should identify. I'm a Little's business. <laughs> And just because I'm so nosy, are you able to say what you have in development or you're going to keep that hush hush? Um, well, we always have new diapers in development. Um, I love clothes. Um, mm -hmm. And so we'll leave it at that. All right. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you, Todd, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Alright kiddos, I'm officially soggy so I gotta go change, but if you want to continue to follow me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NewsyBaby, and make sure to check out that link in bio for my Just For Fans where I post all of my steamy content. Alright kiddos, I gotta go change, see ya, bye! How to read? I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.